Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Take Flight Podcast. This is episode number 194 and it's part of our Take Flight Takeaway episode where one of the hosts of Take Flight Podcast walks you through a topic that they're passionate about and they feel like the listeners can gain real value from. This week's episode will be hosted by myself, Olu Okanola. In this week's episode, I'm going to talk about remortgaging. Now, if you stay to the end of the episode, I'm going to provide tips on how I was able to stop my mortgage payment from going from £500 a month in interest payments to £1,500 per month. Before we get started, I'm just going to read a disclaimer. This podcast is for information purposes only. Matters discussed are not intended to provide and should not be relied on as investment, accounting, legal, tax or financial recommendations. The views and opinions presented are my own and they might change. If you do find anything that you hear helpful, please seek or obtain independent professional advice related to your personal circumstances. Great. Let's get started. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, you will know that we've been in a high inflationary environment, right? Interest rates have gone extremely high. I'm recording this episode on the 21st of July, 2023, and the Bank of England base rate is around 5%. So most mortgages, you're looking at north of 5.5 to sort of 6%, 7% on your interest payments. Now, according to the Council of Mortgage Lenders, they said that around 1.2 million mortgages will be due to exit their fixed rate period at the end of 2023. What this means is people that were historically on low interest rates, such as 1%, 2%, will have to remortgage and go on to higher interest rates. Now, I'm going to be completely open and transparent. I received a letter from my bank. Now, what this letter says is your mortgage ends end of the year and you will be moving to a 7.49% variable rate. And this will mean that your mortgage will go from £500 interest payments, which it currently is, to around £1,500. Now, you can imagine when I received this letter, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> You're telling me that my interest payments per month is going up by almost £1,000, right? What that means is over the space of a year, I will be paying around £12,000 more on interest payments for the same house to the bank, right? That's money that I'm losing and it's going straight to the bank. That's £12,000 that I could either invest, that's £12,000 I can spend on my standard of living, etc. I'm basically losing out just based on the interest rates going up. So I had to act quickly and find out what I could do to reduce that payment or even protect myself. So the first thing you have to consider is if you're going to go with a fixed rate or a variable rate. Now, when remortgaging or selecting a mortgage, you have the option of fixed or variable. Now, a fixed rate just means that you have a fixed interest rate for whatever term you lock it in for. So that could be two, three, or five years. Now, what I like about having a fixed interest rate is it's predictable. I know how much I'm going to have to pay over the next two, three, or five years. 
I don't need to worry about if the Bank of England interest rates go up or down. I have a fixed rate. It's very predictable. I can budget against it. Now, the alternative is a variable rate. Now, what a variable rate means is it's really impacted and changes based on the Bank of England rates. So most variable rates mortgages will be base rate plus a per certain percentage. So that could be plus 2%. So currently, um, the Bank of England base rate is 5%. So if a bank provides a 2% on top of that, that will be 7% interest rates. Now, the good thing about this is when the Bank of Interest rates drop down, so if it goes down to historically where it was 1% and you have a 1 plus 2, right, then you'll be able to go to a 3% interest rate. But the downside of this is if the Bank of England rate goes up, your interest rates will be readjusted and it'll go up as interest rates go up. So you have less protection, but you can get the benefit if interest rates do drop. So me personally, I prefer a fixed interest rate because it's predictable. I don't need to worry about when interest rates go up and is locked for a particular period of time. My second advice is really start early. When remortgaging, most new banks will allow you to start an application six months before your mortgage payment ends. So what I did was I knew my mortgage payment was going to end in December. So what I did was in June, I started looking for new mortgage providers. Now, the benefit of this is if you find an interest rate, a good interest rate, you can start an application, lock that rate in. Now, if interest rates go up before December, I can take the lower interest rate that I've already done the application and locked in. The benefit that you have is if interest rates go down, you can say, you know what? I don't want this interest rate that I've locked in. I'm going to cancel this application, start a new application with a newer rate. So it's a win-win situation. Six months before your mortgage, your fixed period expires, you're able to lock into a rate and you protect yourself if interest rates go up. But if interest rates go down during that period of six months, you're able to get the benefit, cancel that particular application and lock into a new rate. Now, before doing that, speak to the bank that you're doing um, the remortgage with, understand what fees, what um, fees you might have to pay if you do decide to cancel. Um, some, there's no fees, others there will, but speak to a finance advisor or speak to the bank before starting your application. The next thing to do is really consider consolidating your debt. Now, a lot of people have got equity in their property. Some people have high interest rate debts. So let's say, for example, you had 10K worth of debt in your credit card, which is charging around 20%. One thing you could consider is pulling equity out of your property, which you can get at lower interest rates, maybe five, 6%, and then paying off that high credit card debt that you have, right? That's a higher interest rate. A lot of people separate their debts around and they don't realize that sometimes consolidating to a vehicle where it's a lower interest rate is actually very beneficial for you because you can say, instead of me having to pay that high interest rates, which could be 10 plus percent, I can consolidate it all under my home and pay a lower interest rate, which could be five, 6%.
Another thing to consider when consolidating, I have multiple properties. So I had one property that was lower than 60% loan to value and another one which was slightly over the 60% loan to value. Now, depending on your loan to value, you can get a lower interest rate. So if, for example, I've got a 60% loan to value, the bank could potentially offer me 4% interest rate. But if I'm at 70%, so I've only got 30% down payment, they could say that's 5%. Or let's say, for example, you've only got 10% down payment, so you've got 90% loan to value. They might say your interest payments is going to be 6 7%. So the lower um, your loan to equity, so the amount, the bigger your down payment or the bigger the difference between the value of your house is and the amount that you're borrowing, the lower your interest rates. So sometimes what you can do, if you have multiple properties, you can pull out equity from one property, still keep it at the low end if you have below 60%. Put that money to another property, which maybe your loan to value might be slightly over 60%, so that both of those properties are under 60% under loan to value, and then you can benefit from that lower interest rate. So let me break this down a little bit better. So imagine you owe the bank 100K. It's split on two properties. One property, you got 70K loan. Another property, you got 30K loan. So your loan to value, assume both properties are worth 100K, just for a simple example. So one property, your loan to value is 30% because 30% of the loan is what you have versus the 100K value of the property. The other property is a 70% loan to value because you've got 70% um, of that in the, in the loan. What you could do is decide, you know what? I'm going to take 20K out of that property that I've got um, um, only 30% loan. So now I'm going to make that loan go from 30K to 50K. I'm going to take that um, 20K and put it to the, to the mortgage that had 70K. So I'm going to reduce that 70K down to 50K. So now I've got 50, 50. Again, still the same 100K. I've just changed the proportion on both properties. So I've moved it from 30 to 70 to 50, 50. Now, both properties are below that 60% loan to value. And now I'm able to get the lowest and the best interest rates just by consolidating or moving around my equity to ensure that my loan to value is lower. Always speak to a broker or the bank to see if there's options where if you have multiple properties, you can pull out equity to ensure that both properties are below a certain interest rates, which will ensure that you get the best rate on the market. The next thing is pay down your loan. So like I mentioned before, the lower your loan to value, in most cases, the better your interest rates are. So if you have cash lying around, right, and it's not really generating any return and it's just sitting in a savings account, obviously outside of your emergency fund, et cetera, you could put that towards paying down your mortgage payment, especially when we're in a high interest rate environment. So let's say, for example, you knew if you were to put an additional 10K, that would stop you from paying, let's say, for example, a 7% interest rate on that. That's a good return because in most cases, if you were to put that 10K into the stock market, it would be quite difficult for most people to earn over 7% return on that. So a guaranteed return that you have, quote unquote, is by using that money to pay down 
your loan to value. Um, that's also another thing you can do. Now, the last advice, which I also um, took was extending my terms. Now, what you can do is if you are struggling with your monthly payment and you've done everything that I've said, so looked at consolidating, speaking to the bank early in terms of locking a rate, um, moving from variable to fix, what you can also do is increase your terms. So I took an example of when I increased my terms, right? Initially, I had a 20 years terms. The mortgage payment was going to be around 1,200. I said to the bank, look, I want to increase that term to 30 years, which is the duration of your loan. And that payment now then went down from 1,200 to around 950 pounds. So I was able to save. Now, I'm not a fan of increasing your terms for a long period of time because when it comes to loans the longer your term is the longer the duration is the more interest you're paying over the length of that um, product so if you're going to be there for 20 30 40 years but doing a high inflationary environment changing the terms might be a good way to mitigate the pressure for a period of time so whilst we're currently in a high interest rate period you can decide, you know what, I'm going to increase my terms to reduce my monthly payment. Now, as soon as I come out of that fixed period, which could be two years, three years, whatever you locked into, if we are in a lower interest rate environment, you can then remortgage and get a new product and then now reduce your terms back to maybe 20, 18 years, where now, because you're at a lower interest rate, you don't really feel as much impact as when we were in a higher interest rate environment. So I hope you found the information on this podcast helpful. Now, I'm just going to quickly summarize what I've spoken and some of the advice that I've given. So firstly, look if it makes more sense for you to be on a fixed or variable term mortgage, right? I prefer fix because it's predictable. I know how much I'm going to be paying on a month by month basis for a locked period of time. If it's two, three or five years. Second thing is start early. Most banks allow you to remortgage um, six months before your fixed period is over. So if you're able to lock in a low rate, you can have a win win situation where if interest rates then go up, you can accept the lower interest rates. Um, plan or mortgage that you selected six months ago or if they go down you can cancel that and go for a lower interest rate thirdly look to consolidate your debt treat your mortgage treat whatever loan as you have as a, a maths i like to see as a math solution right it's understand is there's ways for you to consolidate so that you can move away from high loan high interest rate debt and consolidate them down to a lower interest rate package so under your equity your home another thing when it comes to consolidating or moving around your debt is see if you own multiple properties if there's ways to reallocate how much you owe on one property to another to ensure that you can get the lowest amount of interest rates based on your loan to value the fourth thing is pay down your loan if you've got cash lying around where you have spare, you don't need at this precise moment, it could be beneficial for you to use that to pay down your mortgage. So you're borrowing less money, your loan to value becomes lower, 
Again, you get the benefit of lower loan to value will mean lower interest rates. Also, you would have to pay less interest because you're borrowing less money. And then lastly, if you are struggling, look at can you extend your terms, right? By moving your terms from 20 years potentially to 30 years, you can save on your monthly payments. Now, personally with that, I believe you should do it for a short period of time whilst we're in a high interest rate period. Um, but when we go hopefully back to a more normal lower interest rates, look to see, okay, how can I switch back and reduce, start to reduce my terms as long as it's affordable within your own budget. So those are the tips I followed. And thankfully, I was able to reduce my interest payments. So initially, my interest payments were around 2.8%. Um, the letter that I received from the bank was quoting a 7.49%. Based on calling a new provider early, locking a new rate, and all the different elements that I've mentioned, so making sure that I'm at the lowest loan to value, I was able to lock in a rate at 4.5%. So you can see I was able to save roughly around 3% of additional cost that I would have had to pay, which is over 500 pounds that I was able to save based on that logic. So, so the advice that I'm providing you does really work. But like I mentioned, everyone's circumstances is different. Do reach out and seek financial professional advice from a broker but i hope you've enjoyed this episode i hope you found it useful if you do have any questions for us feel free to reach out to us on take fight podcast on instagram we're also on youtube take flight podcast you can reach out to me privately i've got my youtube channel is olu underscore okanola so don't forget to subscribe take care and take flight Take off, take off.